Les blés sont mûrs et la terre est mouillée. Les grands labours dorment sous la gelée. L'oiseau si beau hier s'est envolé. La porte est close sur le jardin fané. Hello, hello, you can hear me. Oh, yes. Loud and clear. Loud and clear, yes. <laughs> As they say in uh, air traffic control. Right. Um, David was commenting on how um, our sound is sounding better. Well, that's good. That's probably using, I think using the, my phone instead of my computer was smart because you don't get that feedback effect from being able to, you know, have the speakers and the microphone so close together. Yeah, and are you able to um, just do it through uh, the Wi-Fi connection? Yeah, yeah, I'm just doing it with my phone and my, my headphones and Wi-Fi, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. So you could be... I could be anywhere. Too. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. I was thinking that I should. I was thinking I should go like walk around the art museum sometime and do one. There you go. That's really, really. That's a really good idea. That's Although that then people rocks. think you're think you're crazy because you're walking around the you're walking around the art gallery talking to yourself as far as they can <laughs> well. see. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time that was done. I guess you'd have to find a, yeah a time when uh, it's. Not too busy and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's most times. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, right? Well... Back to, our con back to our conversations about art in Canada and its appreciation, right? Yeah, yeah. Where people it's... will spend $10,000 $10, on a snowmobile but think spending $50 on a painting is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we're, I, I'd like to think we're getting better. Um... Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's it's hard here, up here, but but it doesn't matter. It's, nah, people just have different sensibilities, right? And you can't really yeah. fault them for that. And yeah, no. And uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You like to think that, like I say, people as time goes on, that they become a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's elitist of me to say that. Maybe it's more sophisticated <laughs> to want a snowmobile. Some people I've known, they, they started understanding it. Um, I, I had a few conversations and uh, uh, with, with, with some people that just assumed things about art, like for example, uh, <laughs> oh, you're just doing this as a, as a pastime, you know, this kind of stuff. And I'm trying to explain that, no, it's more like a lifestyle kind of thing, you know. I guess this depends on how committed you feel about it. I mean, pastime is kind of makes it sound like like whittling. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you give so much of yourself and in your work and you share so much of your personal life and, and yeah. you go out and, and it's not about uh, selling at, at an art show, you know. Um, so... It's it's a little bit different. I was trying to explain right, it. Right, right, right. And, and and also people were saying, well, I really like the the kind of vinyl paintings I can buy at HomeSense for <laughs> for fifty nine ninety nine with a fake little you know dab of paint on just to give it to give it relief. <laughs> yeah. I need some I need some relief. And yes. uh, what's so wrong about liking that, you know? Uh, well, what's so wrong with whittling, for that matter? I yeah. mean, that's actually... <laughs> you know, if somebody's, a, if somebody's a good carver, I just like to say whittling. I don't get to say I it want to whittle. <laughs> whittle while you work. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever done any carving? Uh, well, I sort of have... With like in different ways, I, I have used a Dremel tool to make um, wood cuts, for example. Oh, for doing like prints. Yeah, for print for doing making. Prints. Yeah. Um, I have put um, uh, gate like gouges on on many of my work, like many paintings. I've gouged out some uh, some like texture. Paint, like on a hard on a hard uh, mount, like on on. On plywood, for yeah, example. Yeah, plywood or uh, hardboard. You know? Yeah, that's like Patterson Ewan was. He was really a big 
I mean, Pioneer might not be right. I'm sure lots of people have been doing it, but he really took it to another level. And he, he, he used a router, actually, and would route out, um, like, constellations and things like that. Oh, I love that. In his paintings. I have a router. I, yeah, I, I never even thought of using it, but I haven't been doing much woodwork recently. So. The, cool thing, the cool thing about routing, because he did his big paintings on, like, they're large paintings. I'm sure you've seen some of them. Um, you know, they're like, you know, some of them are like eight feet by eight feet or something like that. And, and he would, the, the neat thing about, he would be on like probably seven ply plywood. And so you end up getting this, um, like, as you route out, you get the, the contour of the plywood. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So you yeah. get this kind of like, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, the edges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he would have like, you know, so not routing like straight down necessarily, like having routing that goes in at an angle. and. I'm motioning with my hands as if you can see me. <laughs> yeah. But, I can see you. I, can I, see I, hope you, I hope you can imagine what I'm doing, yes. Yeah. I, I see a lot of hands, like, yeah, chopping, yeah, yeah. chopping air. Yeah, air Jazz chopping, hands. exactly. Jazz hands, yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know where we got, where we got into that, but I, I always was fascinated by it. The idea oh, of, people, of relief in paintings and having like this, a three-dimensional element to it, even if it's just by building up paint or, or using fabric or anything on there to give it, um, you know, to give it a, a third dimension. Yeah, yeah. So, so how we got there is that people were telling me that uh, they really like these kinds of paintings. Oh, Walmart paintings, then, right, right. And then right. After, after a few months, they kind of... <laughs> posted other things like oh this is what you meant right Isabel like uh, that uh, we need to uh, you know uh, know more about art besides just like the home sense kind of you know home sense painting the sort of things you see in hotels yeah actually yeah. actually probably probably not even some of the ones in hotels are actually real paintings they've just been multi mass produced that would be a good gig, actually, as an artist, if you could get a hotel chain to buy your paintings. I asked uh, an, an, a hotel owner, actually, I know yeah. one, and she said that... Uh, Conrad Hilton? No, I'm just kidding. No, but <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you have a hotel and it's part of a chain, the chain owner decides what kind of artwork goes into the hotel room. Interesting. And usually, I went, they just want mass-produced stuff. Yeah, for sure. They want something that can be that it has mass appeal. I think is probably the most important, and then something that the artist gives the rights to make like hundreds of them, right, and put them up in every room's the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, and I wonder how often they change them. Some hotels I've been in, I don't think it's <laughs> ever been changed. Well, she was saying that tastes change every ten years for sure. So, yeah, and, so and after ten years, it's looking already outdated. Yeah, so if you're in a decent hotel chain, they would keep up with redecorating on a ten-year cycle, probably. Yeah. Like get new furniture, new paint colors, new new you know carpet in the hallways, all that kind of stuff. But you know what's interesting to me is is that this is all artists do all this stuff on some level, right? Like. Whether you're, you know, being a fashion designer really is being, an, or not a fashion, but rather a, um, what do you call it, a, a interior designer rather is, oh, yeah. is really, you know, you really are an artist, right? Because you're you're putting together this conceptual idea of something that has to all work together. Totally, totally. I see that um, there there is uh, at Leon's there's um, a former student from our program and uh, another former student uh, from our program works at uh, kitchen and baths or something and she designs kitchens for people yeah totally yeah and, and we've talked about this before where you know people don't I think even probably the last time we were talking actually about how people don't understand I don't think the extent to which art permeates our existence and the fact that artists are just such important kind of contributors to society and people think of art as something like you say it's a pastime or whatever and it's much more than that. Everything that you're, I'm looking at my my house here, you know, sitting here looking at the design of my television and the speakers that are sitting in front of my on my stereo. And everything about everything that you have is at some point has had an artist involved in it. That's like true. every piece of every piece of industrial design or, or interior design or whatever. 
Yeah, I just wonder if I'd have this kind of mind. I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, I really... Well, no, no, I, I think it's... A, you're right. I think it's different. That's not this, exactly the same, but I just think that it is still connected strongly to yeah, the artistic, yeah, artistic output. I, I'm just wondering how, how much, um, let's say... Yeah, if somebody taught me how to do this oh. and how to do that, how well would I do? Like, would would everything be <laughs> wobbly? <laughs> you wobbly. Know? Like Homer Simpson's be... car, Every... whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything would all... all right, right. Yeah, for me, everything would all be one color. The whole world would just be red. Yeah, yeah. I saw, mm. I saw that uh, you changed your profile. Oh no, that was yeah. The, I, for a bit, I was I took a little. Well, I started in August. I stopped kind of really using Facebook, but I still had had it on, so to speak. And then about three or four weeks ago, I decided I'm going to disable my account and see how that goes. And I did that, but I just actually turned it back on. Oh, I think I've cur- I, I think I've curbed my uh, my Facebook addiction. I don't really think that I, I, I you know what I did would really help just take it off my phone. Oh yeah. So I have Messenger on my phone still, but I don't have the regular Facebook. So I'm not tempted to every time there's a dull moment to pick up my phone and see what's going on on Facebook. And I, oh. it just makes you it just makes you not think about it so much. I I, I prefer it that way. Oh, it's, I, I felt totally like it was, get it. Yeah, I felt like it was invading my life. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. With my invitation, of course. I mean, I I enjoyed it to a certain extent, but I've been I don't know. I've been on it since like 2007 or something like that, almost yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Me too, 2006. Yeah, so it's but a long it time, right? And, and and it's changed so much over the years. And yeah. I, I've met lots of good people. And I think one of the things that I realized was that I I, was, I lost my connection to a lot of people that I met that I only really know online. And I think in the modern era, online connections are almost as important and as real as, you know, the connection that you and I have where we, you know, we met the old-fashioned way in person. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, no, totally. I, I, yeah, I, I learned this too, that, uh, it's what, uh, let me explain something for you though, for as a woman, it's, uh, nearly impossible to be online. Yeah. So Facebook offers, uh, quite an oasis, uh, free of, uh, harassment, harassment. (laughs) yeah, harassment of all kinds. Yeah. Um, now, now most people know about, uh. The perils of uh, of the ether. <laughs> the but, perils uh, of the ether, yeah. But back in uh, late the late nineties, early two thousand, oh my god, it was like it was uh, it was a wasteland of uh, Turk Turkish men <laughs> contacting you constantly, showing you their penises. <laughs> oh, great, great! Yeah. It was penis yeah, yeah. land. That's- yeah, yeah, that's not cool on Facebook. <laughs> no, you can't Facebook, use that. My profile picture is my but penis. But like on Skype, um, on MSN chat. Um, hey, you wonder how you wonder yeah. how these people find you. Oh my God! Yeah, well, you know, you assume you assume that people are honorable, so you put your name in, right? Yeah, well, I'm I'm guilty of that. So Isabel. Not not of, not of of. of being dishonorable, I'm guilty of, of assuming that people are honorable. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know what? I wouldn't change when that. When they see Isabel, they know it's a woman, and yeah, they think, yeah. "Oh, she's online, so she's she's a whore." So I'm she's going available. To, she's available I'm going to, to treat her I'm like a send whore. her a picture of my penis. <laughs> yeah. It was just like so terrible. Say what? Exactly. And yeah, I can't even we imagine. We had no room. Like it was just. Uh, if you let's say if you had a YouTube channel uh, and you have the comments, oh my God, you know, forget it. You get death threats, uh, you know, uh, hacking. That's horrible, being isn't it? Hacked. Uh, people taking over your accounts. It's just. <laughs> it, it was my just. God. It's yeah. It's not, it was kind of nonstop. So. And now we have Donald Trump. Oh, exactly. There you go. It's yeah, the a, man, a, man, a manifestation of all of all that is like that. That's right. That's right. So yeah. for me, Facebook, it's just been good and. Um, it's good I, because it's so public. Do you think? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and also you control everything. You control, you control the everything. people you put in. Like the other day, I received uh, an invite just like that from somebody I don't even know, uh, but he was the friend of of somebody I just recently added on my Facebook that I right. knew in town. So I private messaged him and I asked, "Who's this guy?" Who are you? Or you yeah. asked the person who knew him, right? And then he said, "Oh, I don't know him. I just add so many people when I do research for movies and stuff like that." Yeah, some people just add everybody. They got hundreds and hundreds of friends or even thousands. Yeah, and when you're guys, that's okay, I guess. But women, we can't do that because people start looking at our families or photos, whatever, and just say stupid yeah, comments yeah, yeah. to our friends, and <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, you learn that, too many uh, haters. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you learn that the, the difficult way, because again, if you're a trusting person, your initial instinct is probably not to ignore people, right? Yeah, exactly, so, you know, start chatting with these people, then next thing you know, oh, you know, <laughs> what is this? Super, super inappropriate. Yeah, shit even, is coming. Yeah, even level of, yeah, <laughs> probably not a, a penis picture, but not far off, right? <laughs> Just bad, bad comments. And, oh, like, I don't such know. Yeah. bad things. Yeah. I mean, honestly, part of what, what made me, turn me off of Facebook was this one conversation with somebody who I don't really know. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't him. It was other people that he was connected to that were, like, arguing about like biblical interpretations of history oh, and stuff. God. And I'm just like, are you serious? I can't believe that I know somebody that knows somebody that, that would say this. Like that to me was just, it just kind of blew my mind. Like, stuff? yeah, more or less oh. creationists, you know, like, and like, what are you talking about? Like people saying that they shouldn't be teaching evolution in school any more than they should be teaching oh, no. creationism because neither of them is really proved or disproved. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Right. <laughs> Anyway. Oh my God! I I actually have I know so many people here. There aren't that many atheists here up here. So <laughs> so I live with you know and go to school and I study and I work with a lot of a lot of people like that. So it's uh, yeah. You kind of have to. I mean, I don't know. I suppose I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm open to letting people believe what they want, but oh, totally. I think that, but I think if you know, you, you should, I, the idea of getting onto a public forum and trying to argue against science just to me says that you're, you're basically foolish. Like I, even if you believe that in your head, to me, I think you can. Okay, like I've got this faith, and I, I have faith, and I'm gonna just, you know, believe everything that I do based around that but I, I can't see how you could get, you could take that to the next level and start to try to argue that against like I don't know whoever really I Bill totally Nye Bill agree. Nye <laughs> Bill Nye the science guy oh thank goodness for these guys that just keep uh, like uh, yeah, Richard and, Dawkins and, you know, he's, yeah, and, yeah and they're willing to go out there and, and, and take these people on because <laughs> But but it's like it shouldn't be. It just shouldn't be. Like I'm, I mean, we're on a tangent here. But I, I've been for whatever reason. I I tell you the reason actually exactly was because I watched this show on Netflix. I think it's called The Edge of the Universe or something like that. It's a it's like three part British science thing about. Oh, yeah. I it, at the time, it it came out in like 2008, so it's a little bit old. But it's all about like things like asteroids and cosmology and just like real like kind of out there physics stuff to do with the age of the universe and and you start to think about it and you think like the amount of stuff that these people know and the the theoretical stuff that's out there it's like it's amazing like you know they say the universe is 4.5 billion years old and that's like just an unfathomable number yes like four hundred four thousand five hundred million and i mean we talk about the last i'm just reading about the last ice age is like they consider it to be like 2.5 million years ago. So I'm thinking that sounds like a long time, but divide that by the age of the Earth, which is 4.5 billion years old, or whatever. I actually, it's the universe. Whatever. The numbers are just, it's just, you can't even fathom it. And to, so for people to have like pretty solid theories and, and, you know, things that they can talk about, 
to to have these like biblical scholars as they're called or whatever oh, talk yes, about talk yes. about the great flood and stuff. It's like my God. Anyway, that was We've what, that was one of the things debates at our university too. Yeah, that was one of the things that turned me off of Facebook. But Facebook, I think, to get back to art, I think as an artist, Facebook is a good tool. Oh man! I think you because I think you can connect with so many different like-minded people, and you can you can sell yourself to some degree. Like I mean, I'm you're not obviously out there trying to pimp yourself out, but but oh, no. you know you're you, but you're trying to meet other people, and you can get you know you can even this podcast that we're doing now, you know, it draws a little bit of traffic, and you can get people thinking and talking and communicating with you about your own art or about art in general. Oh yeah, um, Bonnie Bonnie Parkinson, she added me and. Uh... She she oh, yeah. keeps she keeps checking my stuff and I said to her yeah. you know next time I'm in London we have to I yeah have I was to gonna visit. say she's yeah yeah she's a London artist right she's actually kind of famous she's awesome she's yeah. just, she keeps looking at my stuff and it's so that's, sweet that's 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 she's, wonderful to hear actually she's, I really... um, she's um, supporting me a lot and just by just by being there just by checking exactly. things out. And that's one of the, I think, interesting things about art is that, and being an artist is that it's not really a competitive thing because what you do is so unique to being you that artists can really support each other and and it's not like you being an artist is putting another artist out of a job or whatever. Well, Clear no, <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Considering that you don't you don't have a job at it either, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you, you, <laughs> but you know, we can all be unemployed together. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, it's just, oh. it's like, the bigger the community and the more supportive people are about each other, it's just better in general for, for, for arts. Yeah. In, in, a, in a general I'm sense. All I'm hoping is um, to live the lifestyle and, um, and continue, continue and grow as much as I can. But uh, it's kind of, it's, it's very exploratory and you learn so much. You can learn the next the next technique you know you can go and take welding or or i don't know <laughs> whittling or whittling whittling basket 101 making make a huge basket you know like you you can it's endless the things that you can learn so these yeah, days I, yeah, I have, i'm trying have... to learn uh, some digital tools I'm, I'm trying to learn about digital tools and like manipulation with the equivalent of photoshop or whatever yeah so I'm, I'm using pixlr and i'm trying to learn the editor from pixlr and yeah, i don't am know that one. so slow i just like layers i don't get it and all, all the tutorials i'm watching they're so slow one thing at a time <laughs> one tool at a time <laughs> And I can barely sit there and watch that, you know, but I feel that that that's super interesting anyway. It doesn't matter. I can pick it up again and just continue and just being part of people's developments. It's just amazing. Now, what do you use for drawing? Do you just do it with the mouse or did you buy like a, a, a stylus or something like that? Oh, no. So... What I'm into these days is just mashing up photos, images. Oh, I see, I see. So you're so, not really doing any actual like, drawing, drawing on, on... Oh, no, but I, I, I could try it. I could try well, it. Well, maybe, maybe mix the two together. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I know a student who did that in our program. She, she drew with, uh, with a stylus and, and That's made cool. it look... Um, she gave her... Her work, uh, such a there was such a painterly quality, even though it was pixels. That's neat. So it, it was neat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of an exciting time to be to be around, you know, to be an artist and doing these things because of all these new tools that have become available and they're becoming more and more powerful all the time. And I think we talked about this too, didn't we? Whereas what like you were saying that, that um, you know people arguing the validity of doing those sorts of things yeah. as opposed to using like linseed oil and yeah. solvents and you know oil paint that you've made yourself from pigments that you went out and foraged <laughs> in the forest. Like uh, Seraphine de Saint-Lys yeah. from yeah. France. Exactly. Yes. You're yes. out there. I'm out there digging for brown. 
Like Van, Van, Van Dyke Brown, the kind of Bob Ross <laughs> Totally. I mean, this. I love this, too. Like, I, I have some friends who make their own dyes from natural flowers, and... I'm, I'm, oh, that's cool. I'm, so I'm, I sound cool, like I'm yeah. making fun of it. I think it's awesome. But <laughs> yeah. it's just, you know, at some point, like, there's probably been arguments throughout the whole history of, of making art where the next thing that made it easier was somehow taking away from what was done before, right? Right. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like, I'm sure that in is. the day of, of, but I mean, back in those days, like, a real artist would have had, like, probably f- people, you know, three or four people working under them as apprentices. I mean, arguably, some of their paintings were were largely done by their apprentices, right? They would all be blocked in, and then the final artist would just come on, and or they would make, they might do the initial drawing, or I don't know what the process is. I never had any apprentices when I made my paintings. <laughs> no, I sure. I totally get it. I I agree. It's it's always sort of this uh, the same. It was yeah pattern, yeah this idea that it was pattern. better before yeah it was yeah. better like it, it was harder because it was more difficult. That means that it was more real, and I, I don't buy that. I don't. I really don't. I think that to have it maybe easier gives you the ability to. And I feel like we're probably. I'm probably. I probably said this last time we talked, but it gives you the ability to to try more ideas. You know, to to say, okay, now instead of spending like weeks on an oil painting that then I'm going to gesso over, I can do like a hundred digital images that I can work and work and work and get my ideas straight before I feel that it's dead, complete. You know well, what I mean? Well, you know, Mark, I, I just went completely berserk trying to uh, figure out a way to pair and juxtapose uh, these these images that I had done through Pixlr, um, uh, those mashups, and drawings, physical drawings that I was doing on Mylar, and it was driving me totally nuts. Like, I would go <laughs> and drive somewhere yeah. and forget where I was. So, <laughs> next thing you know, you're in Saskatchewan and thinking, <laughs> How did I get here? Yep. Have I been driving for 24 hours? <laughs> it was almost to this point. I, I yeah. kid you not. So. Um, I finally, I think I've gotten, I've gotten, I've gotten through. I think I've pushed through. Um, I showed some uh, preliminary Im- images to uh, my, my professor Andrea Pinheiro, not the professor who's uh, leading the course that I'm taking, but the her colleague. And uh, she said, well, try making weirder attachments than this. I I was trying to attach the two images together, and she said, work on that. So I I stapled, I made holes and attached fishing line. I tied, um, I sewed some kind of like sinuous stuff that you use for leather work and so this is th- and this is still connected to digital imagery sorry yeah but yeah 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 so so, you, so you're taking a digital image but then making a some sort of a physical version of it and then doing things with it it's or you're, all or you're... mixed now it's all mixed so what what started was the idea of pairing digital with drawing uh, and it being very awkward, that's the idea. Right. Um, so um, I showed that. Uh, so I made those pic- Pixlr uh, mashups digi- digitally, and then I printed them just with the regular printer, and then I put some drawings beside it that I'd made of uh, various characters. I was doing some kind of circus thing. Right. Then, then it morphed into those uh, mashups that I had done and printed on the photocopier. They they became the subject of my drawing. So I started drawing uh, myself in various banal everyday thing, and just I, I built some kind of uh, abstract that, expressionist we- painting around there. Is and that where you were with, telling uh, me you had da- you had David taking pictures of you? Yeah. Doing doing everyday things, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so these became drawings slash paintings, and then with other mashups, I sent them to Vistaprint and had them uh, printed on posters, and then they came back to me, and and I'm 
pairing, I'm still pairing two images that they, they're, it's awkward, but I think it's starting to work, you know, like it's formally starting to work. I'm crossing my fingers. I, I will be showing my work uh, in class this week, so... Oh, good, good. Uh, wish me luck. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be interesting. And what what is the class again? I think you told it's me before. It's called but... Advanced Studio. Oh, Advanced Studio, right, right. So yeah. you can do anything you want, basically. Yeah, yeah, you can do anything you want. So I, I wrote a statement of intent that I would be pairing images that had very little to to do together, you know, but, um, you know, I think my latest ones, they just kind of somehow work. They somehow work. It is a little bit awkward still, which is good. That's what I want. Because I think that because of that idea, because of my uh, professors not thinking that it's as valid that I still oh, want to... Oh, I see. I remember that now. Yeah. So you're sort of battling that as well. Interesting. Well, I have I have two profs that are very much deeply into drawing and painting. Very heavily. And so these are the... I remember we were talking about this, and these are, are the people that would be maybe not critical, but it would be a little bit harder to win them over with something that was digitally well, created. They have, they have to. It's not that they're not open to it, and that yeah, they exactly. Don't, it's not really like whenever I say that, it's not that they don't think that it's not valid. They, they, they are open to any any artistic process that is uh, somewhat explained. You know, that makes sense, that it's unified somehow, you know? Right, so you and you, but, you, to, but you have... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, you have to make the point for of it. You have to make... You have yeah, to, yeah, that's, what, that's the same thing I was going to say, is that you've got a little bit more work to do because you've got to sell them on it before they immediately accept it. Yeah, well, the first reactions were, were, were to say... You need to include more painting into your <laughs> digital, or include more digital into your painting, or something like it was. They the, want to see evidence of like the hand, probably evidence of of your input rather than something that's just purely digital. I assume. Or something that is printed at Staples, or you know something that's not made of me. You know, something that's easily attained, that that doesn't require process. But everything I've done so far has required so much process. It's it's scary. Like I pay, I don't know how much money I've paid already for, <laughs> for printing costs, posters. Yeah. yeah, for and and you know some of them have come out pixelated. I used some of it just to show, just for, you know, trying. I and mean, it was just trying. I'm trying it. It's being experimental. So uh, when you're doing that, it's not going to come out very good at the beginning, you know. Like right. you, But through working through the right. series, I had to buy 25 sheets of Mylar from Curie's, and it cost $160. I was going to say, yeah, Mylar's not cheap. Yep, uh, I mean, I bought a big roll that was pretty cheap uh, for. I love $30. I love mylar so much. I love mylar. I love mylar. <laughs> I love the feel of it, the tactileness of it. I love the fact that it has two different sides, mm. and you can use both sides. I did that. I I reversed one of the my paintings and I looked at it from the back and then I added little touches of paint and. Yeah, I've got a couple. It. I've got a couple pieces in my uh, archives of of things that I've done that are in file folders or boxes or whatever down in the basement, and I've got a couple square pieces that I did on mylar like that. Oh, that's just so awesome. 
And yeah. yeah, and those are ones that I really should get framed. And those are ones I would I liked them from both sides. I liked the tactile part on the one side because it was it was actually acrylic paint, but on the back you get this like like a bit of a sort of bathroom window effect, right? And then yeah. you can, yeah, I really like it. I think well, we looked at when we were when you were down here, we looked at Francis Frank's work, Frank the Maniac's work. Yes, totally, totally. And then, I really like the way that that comes out. Man, that guy's oh. nuts. Oh, but yeah, that's a, that's a different story. <laughs> he he made he made awesome 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 work. And, yeah, I, I um, thought Noni, that stuff my was really impressive. My professor Noni just made awesome, beautiful, oh so cool, um, big paintings of um, plants that she saw on a lake in France when she did her residency in France and she used mylar and she just oh she's a master at it well so like Jer- my professors are so good they're so yeah. technically well these are these good. are people who've, who've devoted their whole life to it right oh you know uh, gerald pedros you met gerald oh yeah yeah he actually was a professor of at and, and i believe in montreal he might have taught here at western as well a bit um, but he, you know, he works on Mylar because he travels a lot now, and he he likes working on Mylar when he's traveling because you can just roll it up and put it into a tube, and it's very easy to transport. Absolutely, yeah, totally, and and um, it's it's um, it's durable, and it can yeah, take yeah, a beating. Yeah, yeah. It's not like paper where it will crimple or, you know. And what what else I like about Mylar is the way that it feels. When you're drawing on it with pencil. Oh yeah, I just did that this morning. It's that was so cool. it's so uh, warm feeling and just yeah. soft yet hard at this. I don't know. It's it's amazing. I think it's a really great material. Totally, totally. I just did a drawing this morning, so it might just kind of morph into now no more paint and just drawing at this point. I wonder so, if you can print on mylar. You probably can. I tried. No, <laughs> don't but tell probably, anybody. You, you <laughs> but I almost messed up the printer. <laughs> oh, great, great, great! You probably need a special printer and a special ink to do it. I bought mylar paper from Michaels in a in a what I thought was a printable package, and I put it through our printer, and it all the ink came out and it just it all bled into the other sheets of paper that I sent through and I didn't want to mess it mess the printer up for everybody else so I never so did it again total, totally unsuccessful uh yeah, yeah. oh well you oh, gotta learn well. these things I guess right but yeah I do it is a nice medium another thing that I did recently and uh maybe you can I don't know you'll I'm sure you'll have something to say about this um <laughs> I, I participated in culture days. I, I did a, a little collage activity for, and, and that's a, a festival that happens throughout the country and all the provinces. Really? Uh, yeah, where you sign I up heard of that. Uh, on a website, culture days. It's uh, usually um, a week, uh, first week, the first weekend of October, something like that. And uh, or no, so September 30th to October 1st uh, to October 2nd. Yeah, September 30th to October 2nd was uh, Culture Days and uh, La Fête de la Culture in French. Right. So I submitted in French, and um, you go into a, automatically into a calendar of events. And I did it at the at the Arts Council, and only one person came, uh, only one participant, and uh, uh, I was like, okay, so this was sort of part of my project in Advanced Studio, because I wanted to do a day in the life of Madame Michaud, une journée dans la vie de Madame Michaud, and because it's so, it's so lonely to be a francophone <laughs> here, it's so lonely. I thought there, I thought there was a, a fairly sizable French community there. There is um, le, Fran- le Centre Francophone, um, and I, I, I pay my membership fee um, on a fairly regular basis, not, not yearly, but I would say every two, three years. 
um, the the Saint Jean Baptiste Day is always centered around the schools, um, and they have sometimes music, but it's traditional. It's traditional music usually, so it's everything is sort of. Uh, pancake breakfasts uh, and the <laughs> maple shack um, and you know tortillas yeah like that kind of stuff and it's good I like it but I it's not enough for me yeah yeah, yeah. it's almost uh, it's almost a cliche yeah and I, I mean I get it I get it in a way but yeah but but I mean there's so much more to francophone culture right Oh, there's there's a group, there's a family that has started doing uh, Algoma tra traditional dances with a traditional caller from, you know, Les Rigolons and from 200 years ago. They, they, there was a caller that would just uh, be with the musicians and tell people what to do. Switch, uh, Les Femmes avec les hommes, blah, 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 blah. blah. It was just kind of... A set carré, la tata tournée quatre fois, <laughs> like that. <laughs> and, uh, that I like that. I like that. I like doing that. But that's one thing, you know, like it's so francophone community. Uh, one day I went and bought a baby gate at uh, a yard sale. The lady there s spoke French to me. She knew me and I did not know her. So people know the Madame Michaud at the university who teaches ah, French, interesting, interesting. but I don't know anybody. You know, interesting. I don't. Uh, I, I go to the Assemblée Générale, like the General Assembly for for the, the Sound Francophone. It's the same people that I knew in the nineties. They have <laughs> they, twenty years later. Right, they right, all have right. white hair. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's changed. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so is there is there a French immersion school in Saint Oh Saint yeah, there is, and I high I school met, and and grade school. I have met uh, the principal at uh, the um, elementary school, the um, secondary school, the high school. I don't know much people there. Uh, I haven't gone. Uh, why would I go? There's Jonathan doesn't want to speak French. He he's at White White Pines. Uh, he, so he does. He's he's not interested in learning French. Huh? He plugs his ears and says no French. <laughs> A little. He yells. Well, I, I know. Well, no, Madeleine speaks right. Madeleine, um, she has lost a lot of it. She must. She's... She probably understands it more than she speaks it then, right? She understands it when my mother came. She understood my mother, and she spoke a few words, but she's too self-conscious because she yeah, can't because do she it. knows her accent isn't quite right, right? Yeah, she can't do it perfectly, so yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. refuses to do it. Basically, she has a wow. blockage, like a complete blockage. When, when I I say, but Madeleine, what are we going to do? You know, I want to speak French with you. She just says nothing. She just she keeps totally silent. She doesn't. You'd know. think you'd be the last. You'd be the last person she would. You'd think she would be self-conscious about. Just go for it. I know. You could speak French. Speak French. And remember Ed Broadbent. Remember his French. <laughs> oh my well, dear. He, he he knew Not all the words. Ed I've Broadbent. never heard anybody that had that had such bad. Uh, I've never heard anybody with such bad accent as him. I guess on the other side, Kretchen's English accent wasn't great. <laughs> Aww. But, you know, Aww, Jean, Jean was... He was so cute. He was the good old days, yeah. The Schoenigan handshake. Yeah. Well, you know, so it's... Uh, it's life, life as a francophone is, for me, is pretty solitary. Yeah, it's... I can imagine that's what this comes back to. And then... As a francophone artiste, yeah. What now? You might as well be. You might as well be like a. a I don't know. <laughs> you're get. You're, you're marginalizing yourself. Yeah, you're marginalizing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I might as well be Swahili or uh, <laughs> Vietnamese. Uh, well, uh, there might be there might more, be more Vietnamese. of them. <laughs> I know. And in, fact, and, and in fact, they speak French, so you'd be. Like, 
some of them do, yeah. Yeah, because they were they were a French colony for a long time. So yeah, there's lots of lots of francophone, not francophone, but French-speaking Vietnamese people. Maybe not so much anymore. Yeah. So anyway, what what what's that's going to be uh, a little bit uh, showing up in in my work uh, because well, you'll have to you'll have to take some uh, some, some photographs and and. Maybe put them up on our uh, on the on the Facebook page, and we can let people see them, and I can see them, and we can talk about them maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Because it sounds like it's pretty developed. If you're presenting it to your class this week, it sounds like it's maybe not finished, but no, it's developed. not finished. It's developed. I'll uh, see what they say, and we'll see where it's going next. Because um, the idea is, is that you would still be working on this same thing right up until your end of the term in December, I would just guess, right? Yeah, and a lot of the ideas are um, home, home and identity. So okay. So identity has to has to come into play, and and, and, and that's where we were talking about being this isolation francophone artist in yeah. Saint Marie named Madame Michaud. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, they call me Madame, and I keep telling them, "No, call me Isabelle. It'll make me, Isabelle, yeah. <laughs> make me really happy to to be called Isabelle." But they don't. They just call me Madame. Madame. Yeah, and that's okay. I, I get that. That's it's the only way that I can speak French. Uh, semi regularly is that through that. So, you, so you don't have any kind of like lang like groups, language groups, like where you meet with people for coffee once a week or once a month That'd or whatever. That'd be great, and, but no, yeah, no, I don't. I bet you there's. I bet you there'd be a. I bet you there would be an interest in that. If I mean, not saying that you have the time to organize it, but if somebody else organized it, I bet you there'd be interest in it. Because I think there's a fair number of people that speak French, as you say, Marie, and there are probably lots of people that feel just like you, that they're isolated. Uh, probably. Um, I met a few. They're very nice people. Uh, it's, I mean, but they're not going to be my friend. No. Because they're busy. Uh, they live exactly, somewhere Exactly, they got else. their own, exactly. And as you get Echo older, Bay, guess, Or they live in yeah. uh, St. Joe's Island, or... And as you get older, it gets harder and harder to make new friends, right? Because, you know, let's face it, you only have so much time. <laughs> and friendships take a fair bit of time uh, to develop yeah. to develop them properly. Totally, totally. Oh, no, I think old ones, like our friendship doesn't take any effort or time because we've known each other for a long time. I'm talking more about new ones where you're trying to meet new people and, and develop these, these ties. I mean, I guess sometimes those happen quickly because you might just have a real connection with somebody, but... You're a real good friend, Mark. You're a good friend. Yeah, well, friend. we've known each other for 20 years almost, right? Yeah. I think we met, I think I, maybe even more than that. I think we met in 94. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know why I remember that? I may have said this before, but I remember that because it was when the Toonie came out. <laughs> and and I remember talking to Dave about people trying to, like, bang the middle out of them. <laughs> like they, they'd heat them up, <laughs> they'd heat them up with blowtorches and stuff and try to, like, Say these things are crap, you know they fall apart. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, Dave, you're crazy. But he wasn't trying to do that, mind you. He was just relaying that, that he heard of other people trying to do this. And so I've always, and I remember that the, the Tunic came out in, in 1994. I think around there, it might have been a little bit, might have been 1992. But for some, for whatever reason, I remember that that's when I met um, when I met Dave online and met you shortly thereafter. So yeah, it's been a long time. So you know, then that, and that's kind of stuff's hard to. It's hard to build those new, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Even though we've, you know, we've gone through long periods where we haven't really talked to each other that much. But when you've got a solid base for a friendship, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't really take any work. Oh, absolutely, totally. Yeah, yeah, no, it's for sure. It's it's one of those things, and I make friends fairly easily too. Yeah, I'm like I that. Mean, I'm like that too. But I find yeah. that good friends, I don't like. I, I'm pretty sociable in meeting people, and if I get along with them, I'm pretty quick to to connect but you know i'm also probably on the negative side i'm probably pretty i'm not very good at the small talk shall we say <laughs> you know so if i'm not connecting with somebody i have trouble kind of trying to pretend that it's working <laughs> oh yeah yeah 
for me, uh, a group like a coffee date would probably be the, a good idea. So yeah, I would think it's having a come at one point. You go look at look onto. I bet I bet if you looked on um, that meetup site or whatever it's called, I, I'm. I, I, for whatever, I don't even know why I ended up on this, but I still get messages from them. From and there's all kinds of things that go on on that, like people that meet up to talk about books or to to talk about movies or to go to movies or to. I'm sure there's. A, I bet you there's a French language speaking one in in Saint Marie. Oh, I don't even know that. I guess I, I'm just too I'm too um, too busy making art. I'm, yeah, and also. The words meet up, but that's not what I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds. It's not hook up. It's not that at all. It's it's no? it's meant. It's no, no, no. It's meant to just draw like-minded people together in groups. It could be anything from playing Dungeons and Dragons to probably actually hooking up. I'm sure that's there too. But but it's not about. It's not about that. It's about whatever. It's there's all these different interests in it, I, and I'm willing to bet that there's a there's probably a francophone group in in your area. Checking it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Meetups near Sault Ste. Marie. Meetup. Yeah, yeah, you can go. Maybe, maybe you can become a Dungeons and Dragons player. Oh, I see that. So you have to sign up. And... Yeah, yeah, I signed up for. I don't even remember why, but for whatever reason, years and years ago, I signed up, and I get messages once or twice a month telling me what local things are going on, and I've never done it. But I know my friend Perry actually. Um, he used, he's met a, a lot of people he's actually become pretty good friends with in Toronto. He did it with uh, film. They would they would go to like a, a coffee shop or to a pub and sit around and drink coffee or beer, depending on which place they were at, and talk about films that they had seen recently or films that they wanted to see. And he was he's very interested in like sort of independent film. So, oh, so there are only. Two meetups, and it's for origami. And the last meetup they had was in September. Well, and new to that's the unfortunate. Soon, new to there's the one soon, called New to the Sioux that's for, new for newcomers. Yeah, new, newcomers. Oh uh, well, I was I'm surprised there's not more than that, but I guess maybe it's not as popular as I think. There's maybe you have to be in a bigger community to have to have. Yeah, I think people just don't know about that. Yeah, it's like a pretty good idea. The thing, the idea of it. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's really a pretty good idea. Yeah. But uh, if people don't know about it, I guess no idea is great if you if it's not promoted that well. Well, uh, I could try a French a French yeah, cafe start, thing. Yeah, start. Yeah, start. You could start one and just see what kind of feedback, what kind of uptake you get on it. You might be surprised. You know, next thing yeah. you know, you'll have like five hundred people showing up at Tim Hortons. <laughs> could be. Could be good. <laughs> Five hundred French-speaking people. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. Well, and you know what? The interesting thing with that too could be that you might also get people that aren't necessarily francophone, but that are wanting the oppor- the ex- the opportunity to speak with people that are, so that they can improve their own skills. And I'm, I'm sure you would be game for that as well, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So. Um... Probably time to go away. Eh? Yeah, I guess we've been chatting for a while here and about everything, including art. Yeah. There's some art, some art stuff <laughs> going on there. But, yeah, well, that's but, podcasting uh, for you. That's, that's the nature of the beast, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we will sign off then, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Okay, bye, Mark. Thanks okay, a lot. Okay, take care. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye.